Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Oh, I'm so glad to be here because I've got, I've got such a lot to share. And I'm, I'm kind of winding up the, uh, the uh, Think, Speak and Act series that we've been having, which has been fantastic. I, I want to talk about, well, I, I, I want to talk about a template. Now, uh, Trevor's going to put some, I've got some slides that I've put together. <coughs> I've had, uh, you know, when, when you don't have a lot to do, and, uh, and I've had the man flu for a couple of weeks. And Marjorie, when I rang to ask how Alan's getting on, uh, she said, Oh, the man flu, that's what men think is the real flu. Uh, and it's only when men get a cold, they think it's the flu. But really, you know, women are the real toughies and they know how to do it. But uh, I've got two books that I'd like to give away. Uh, it's the book that, uh, that I've written and, and we've sold a lot of these and it's enabled us to build the children's home boys' dormitory in India and uh, can contribute towards that. But these are, these are a few that are left over. And so I like to give, to give them away. So um, there was a lady that I said hello to in the car park and I've never met her before. And if you're here, can you put your hand up? Because I'd like to give you this book. There she is over there. Yes, thanks. Is there anybody here for the first time? And hopefully not your last time. <laughs> Anybody for the first time? There you go. Good. This is just a little book on Proverbs. It's called Wisdom That Works. And I like things that work. I'm I'm into, uh, you know, I'm not very airy-fairy, and I'm not very deep, and I'm very kind of mystical. Uh, I'm I'm a very pragmatic, practical kind of individual. That's innate, you know, that's who I am. And uh, and so this is... Uh, message, the title is God's Template for uh, a pro- Prosperous and a Successful Life Outcome. And as John Lucas prayed and, and, and shared this morning, maybe, you know, you're feeling, well, I'm not all that prosperous and, and I, I don't feel all that successful. Maybe things uh, seem to you really going down the gurgle and going down the plug hole in your life. But I want to encourage you this morning that God has templates that we can impose upon our lives that will bring us the same outcome that it has brought for for people all through millennia of time. And not the least is this man who Pastor Brett spoke on a few Sundays ago, Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1. And that's where I'm starting. But I've, I've put it with this scripture in Romans. But first of all, let me, let me just, uh, uh, I'm, I'm a sign writer, you know, in my, in a former life, I, 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 I used to do sign writing and sign making, and, and these are some template letters that, uh, that I've made, so that I didn't have to keep doing it free and every time. I mean, I drew these with a pencil, and then I just cut them out, and, uh, and I've saved them for different sizes and different, and different uh, things. And, and I even, 
I even did one. You see, this says family, but I did one for future. Uh, because at our, at our wedding anniversary, our 50th, uh, instead of having numbers on the tables, we had these things standing up. One said family, another said love, another said dream, another, and those that came to our 50th will, will remember this. This is a few years ago now. And this is a template of a little card that we put on. This is Margaret and I. We only had black and white film when we got married. There was no color. And so, but I made a template. So on, on each table was a card like this. And it had the future or family or love. And then inside a little write-up about what we believed about love and what we believed so that the, the guests at the tables could read them and have a look at them. And so another template. And a template is something that gives you the same outcome every time. Uh, so that you, you don't have to start from scratch. And so if you're here this morning, you feel, oh, you know, life's a bit of a drag. And, uh, you know, where do I begin? Where do... You don't have to start from scratch. God has given us templates in here where, where we can build on the, uh, on the shoulders of others. Uh, uh, Sir Isaac Newton has this great quote that goes round the two-pound coin in England, and it says, standing on the shoulders of giants. And, and he said, I, can, I have only been able to discover what I've discovered because I've stood on the shoulders of giants before me who have paved way for me to get to where I am. And that's how I am. I'm like that. I'm, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants in this book, not the least, the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who, is, who, who we are walking in his steps. He's our template. He's our pattern. And, uh, and my dad used to be a, an iron mother. Uh, he was, that was his job. He worked in a foundry. And Alan McFadden down here, he was a, 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 an iron mother. And, and in the molding trade, you have a, a skill and a, a, a trade called a pattern maker. And the pattern maker makes whatever it is you want to mold out of wood. And then the molder makes a sand a sand kind of a replica so that you can pour the metal inside and get exactly the same. And it says of Jesus in Hebrew, in Hebrews uh, chapter, is it chapter 1, you were God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past uh, by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Jesus was the die stamp. That word express image is die stamp. It's the same every time. Every time you see, every time you see Jesus, or you, you look, he's the same all the time. In fact, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. And that gives us encouragement to know that we can build our lives on a template that's never going to change. It's always going to produce the same stuff all the time. So, come with me to Joshua chapter 1. And uh, we'll just read these few verses. Uh, when Pastor Brett was speaking, oh, yeah, he, he preached a great message on Joshua, but mine's a little bit... Have we got the first... Have we had the first one up? Oh, yeah, we have, right. Well, it says in Joshua 1... Can we put the first one back up? Uh, no, not... Oh, you've got the scriptures as well. Oh, 
Wow, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> I just wanted to, the Romans 15 and 4 and the Joshua 1, 8 and 9. Joshua 1, 8 and says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. That's speak. But you shall meditate in it day and night. That's think. Think and speak. And it will not depart out for, for then you will have... Uh, for <laughs> better read it. Isn't it? <laughs> this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. For then you will make your way, uh, and you all oh, know that that you may observe to do. That's act. All that is written, uh, all that is uh, uh, in accordance to what is written uh, in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, I've, I've teed that up with this scripture in Romans just to emphasize this whole principle of taking on this template idea. In the, in the Amplified Bible, in Romans 15, it says this, For whatever was thus written in former days was written for our instruction that by our steadfast and patient endurance and the encouragement drawn from the scriptures, we might hold fast and cherish hope. And then in verse 13, that was in verse 4, in verse 13, may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. And so that's the, that's the goal. That's, that's so that we've got hope to live and to see that this could actually happen for us. We can actually have prosperity and good success. Now, I'm able to look back over 82 years. Well, not 82 years, because for the first 18 years of my life, uh, I gave to the devil. And I mean, not as a little boy. I don't mean not like that. But later on in my teenage years, uh, there's things I did and I, I, I engaged in that I'm not proud of. And, I, and, and praise God, God is never going to remind me of it ever again. Hallelujah. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed my transgressions from me. Hallelujah. So I'm a blessed man in that way. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, here as I, as I come and, and, and as I look over my own life and I, I see... I see goodness and mercy following me all the days of my life. And I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so, so in looking at this, I want to take this this morning as a template that you could take away with you. And I'm going to relate it to a, a challenge that I'm experiencing at present. Because if this principle has been good for me in the past, and it has, I mean, I have, I have put this template, this the, the, this pattern into operation in my life, and it found us, well, it found me a brilliant wife to start with. That was a wonderful thing. And uh, you've heard of the saying, a man chases a girl until she catches him. Well, she had to catch me. I did, I was, I'm a bit slow on the uptake when it comes to women, you know, and uh, uh, so Margaret had to rescue me, and, and so here I am. 
a blessed man after 50 odd years of marriage and still enjoying life. Not to say that everything has been absolutely oh, you know, oh so sweet. Sometimes it's not been oh so sweet, uh, but here we are still able by the grace of God to tell the story. So in, in looking at this speak, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth and think, but you shall meditate in it day and night and that that you may observe to do all that is written. And then I put another one, an outcome. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. And so I am sharing this in the context. Bunny isn't here this morning. Sorry? He's working. Yeah, he's working. But on January the 13th, I was getting out of my car and I'd got my bag, and, I'm, I'm getting, and Bunny always comes, and like Michael comes, helps me, and he said, let me take you back, boy. And, but, but when he took my bag, he said this, Pastor Bob, I am believing for a creative miracle for you. This is with my hip, because I've got bone on bone. Uh, well, so the x-ray says, it's actually getting better. I'm getting some sinew in there now. And I mean, look, I'm standing up, I'm not... I even walked up without my stick. I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm not coming up with my stick this morning. In fact, feeling a lot better. It must be God, hallelujah. However, it's still a challenge. But I said to Bunny, great, on the basis of the Bible that says if two of you agree as touching anything on the earth, then my Father in heaven will give it for you. So on that basis, at least Bunny and I are agreeing together. And so I am going to associate this challenge that I have with this template of God provision. And here's number one. So think is start meditating. I, oh yeah, I, as, I was, as I was looking at this, I, I, I thought think. So I started to think. <laughs> and, and I started to think, what are some other words? And I've, I've, you've got them down here. Uh, question is to think investigatively. Understand is to think comprehendingly. To dream is to think subconsciously. To imagine is to think quickly. To conceive is to think creatively. To muse is to think randomly. But to meditate is to think comprehensively. Now, I did have deeply there originally... To, to meditate, just think deeply. But if you look at all those things there that, that I put down as what think means, to meditate is to incorporate all of those things into your thinking life. Uh, I, I used to do a, a, a navigator, it's a, a Plymouth Brethren course of Bible study, and they had the, the hand principle that if you hear... The way to get the Word of God to really stay in you is to, to do the hand print. If you hear the Word, well, you'll, you'll retain something. Like this morning, you'll forget 95% of everything I say when you go out that door. That's just a, a fact, because you're just hearing it. But if you read it, you remember it a bit more. And if you uh, study it, you'll remember it a bit more. And if you memorize it, you'll remember it really well. But if you meditate on that, you will see how it applies to your life and what more you can get out of it. It leads you deeper into it. 
And so that's what, I, that's what I'm, I'm going to do with this first one. So I need to comprehend, think, I need to meditate if I'm going to get the outcome that this verse tells me I'm going to get. So what do I have to meditate in my particular circumstance? Well, obviously, I need to meditate on all the promises that relate to healing. Because if I start to think, get, get, let's get healing scriptures into my bones. Let's start, because I'm, I'm going to come to another word in a minute that you will understand why it's important to get this. Now, I've, I've made myself a little folder. And inside this folder are all, those are my memory verses. And this is my fact, re, believing the truth before I, more than my actual senses. Believe the truth of what God says. They're all in here, all different, different aspects. But they're mainly around the scriptures of Isaiah 3. Isaiah 53 and verse 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, and we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes you are healed. Hallelujah. So I take that and I say, right, that's for me. Because it says in, in 2 Corinthians 1.20 that all the promises of God are in Christ, yes, and in Christ are men to those that believe. And the, and the New Testament uh, apostles weren't talking about promises in the New Testament because it hadn't been written then. <laughs> they were talking about all the promises in the Old Testament. That's what they were looking for, like Psalm 103, where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who, who and, and heals all your diseases, who crowns your life with loving... And there it is, David said this, that's what it... So if it says he heals all my diseases, that must mean my problem as well. And then I go to Acts chapter 4, and I, and I see a pattern. Here's a man who's been laying the gate beautiful in the temple from his mother's womb, 40 years and more old, and never walked. And, Peter, and he looks at Peter for arms, and somebody says they gave him legs. <laughs> but he, 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 he's, he's, he's at arms, you know, arms. I want, I want some. And Peter says, what you want, I don't have. But what I have, you need. And he said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hands. And so when I read that, I think 40 years never walked. And he went leaping and walking and praising God into the temple. A bit of gristle in my hip joint is nothing for God, if you can do that. And so I take encouragement from that. So I, so I think on it, and I meditate on it. And, and Mark 16, you know, they shall, this is the Great Commission. Because you'll say, well, you know, you're talking about healing, and you're not even healed. Well, no, but I'm to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, it's an act of faith. It's a step of faith that I'm taking. And so, and, and I love this one in Hebrews chapter, uh, what is it? Hebrews, ah, yeah, Hebrews 2, 4. It's, uh, it, it says that God bearing them witness. This is the apostles when they went out and preached and preached the goodness and preached the gospel. And uh, uh, the writer of the Hebrews says, it's God bearing them witness with signs 
wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will. I think, wow, that is fantastic. When I, uh, when I used to originally uh, read that verse in Hebrews, I think, oh, according to his will, was an escape clause for God to get out of healing me. You know, oh, well, say, well, it's not my will to heal you. Give us a break. His word is his will. He said it in the word. That's his will. And all I have to do is believe it. It's not that, that according to his will. It's not to say, oh, well, so God could have a way out if they didn't get healed. No, it was so, it was so we could be encouraged to know that that is his will according to his will for signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost. It is his will. And so I'm, so I'm comprehensively meditating on this. And oh, there's a, a lot of, I've, I've actually even been questioning my faith. You know. Because I noticed that in the Bible, there's a few, you know, it's possible to have no faith. In fact, the word faith is only mentioned in the Old Testament twice. One of it, one time, it's not a very good one. It's where, in Deuteronomy 32, where God says, my people have no faith. And the other one is in Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2.4, where it says, the just shall live by his faith. That's the only two times faith is used in the Old Testament. But then I look in the New Testament, and there were, what about the two on the road of Emmaus? They had slow faith. Oh, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have said. Slow faith. Have I got slow faith? Uh, or what about Jesus? Oh, you of little faith. Because I'm thinking, oh, I need to get, I need to get an amount of faith. That's, little faith is having a small bit. No, it's nothing to do with small or big. Because that, that was one of my problems. I'm thinking, it's according to my faith, be it unto you. So I've got to have a lot of a big amount of faith. No, it's nothing to do with the amount the actual literal translation of the word uh, um, is oligopistis. Oligopistis means lacking in confidence faith. Not, not a small amount. Not just that, oh, you've only got a little bit. Because Jesus said, if you've got faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And when the disciples came and said, oh, increase our faith, I thought, oh, so maybe it's possible for faith to be increased. Jesus didn't say, oh, yeah, well, here's how you increase your faith. First you get a little bit, then you add a bit more to it. No, no, he didn't say that at all. He said he uses the same thing. If you've got faith as a grain of a mustard seed, he said you could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up in the root from the roots, and it'd have to obey you. So it's not, it's not the amount, as in a measurement. It's in the potency of the confidence I have. And this is why I like it in 1 John 5 and verse 14. And this is the confidence we have. That if we ask, what? Anything in his name, he hears us. He hears us. This is the confidence I've got now. I've got so much confidence that he says, I, I just don't believe he doesn't hear me. He's not deaf. Not like me. I'm deaf. Well, I'm getting better even in my hearing as well. Hallelujah. It's nice to be a bit deaf when your wife says something. <laughs> <laughs> selective, selective hearing, you know. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't get. No. No, you see, it's, it's. And this is the confidence we have, that if we ask anything in his name, he hears us. And if he hears us, then we have petitions that we ask of him. I mean, it's absolute that, isn't it? You can't get round it. That's what it says. It's in 1 John 5. It's one. And so I'm meditating on those things all the time now, and, and I'm getting my little papers out, and I'm going over them, and I'm reading them, and, and I'm feeding myself with this. I'm sowing this stuff into my spirit. I'm sowing it and sowing it and sowing it. Because if you sow, you will reap. Hallelujah. Now, number two. Then I've got to not only have got to meditate, but I've got to speak. And I wrote things about talk. To talk is to speak audibly, like I'm doing. I'm shouting a bit as well. I know that's to speak loudly. Uh, Verbalize is to speak descriptively. Uh, To command is to speak forcefully. To articulate is to speak expressively. And to cry out is to speak passionately. But the word I like is confess. And that is to speak agreeingly or acknowledgingly. Now, I know when we hear the word confess, we think, oh, we've got to stand in the dock and tell them I am guilty, my Lord. You know, I can confess that you are a criminal. And that's, we're after a confession. You know, you see it on, on whatever these programs are called, you know, the, right, we're going to get a confession out of it. But the actual word in the Greek, in the Bible, in the New Testament, is homologio, and it means to say the same thing as. Like in Romans 10, 9, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But there's got to be a confessing. Confessing is saying the same thing that God says about you. And he says, I'm forgiven. And and say the same thing that he says about Jesus. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. I I don't just say, I used to use Jesus as a swear word at one time. That was was all I used Jesus for. But now, oh yeah, I tell you what, I used to go fishing. And and I remember some, and I'd go all night fishing with flops. So I could get, get, to try and trick the fish into not seeing me, you know. And so I'd sit on this rock in Alderley Edge. This is just outside of Manchester. And, I, and one night it poured down with rain and I've got a cycle cape on. And I'm, uh, and I sat there and I'm, and it's pouring and I, I start cursing God. Oh, did I curse God. And I'm ashamed to say it now, but he should have stood down dead with lightning. That's what he should have done. But he didn't, because he's kind and he's gracious. I went back. When I got saved, I went back to that rock. And I shouted out, Hallelujah, Jesus, you son of the living God. I shouted it as loud as I could, just to let the devil know where I stood. Because there's something about, I know, I know we, we can pray inwardly, but there's something about speaking out. The devil doesn't know what you're thinking. But he does know what you say. And he hears it. 
And not just the devil. I mean, the devil, he can only be at one place at a time. But he's got demons and all that kind of thing. But so what? We shall cast out demons. And if we eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt us. And we can take up snakes and they won't bite us. And not to say we've got to go and start practicing on snakes. That's only if you come across them accidentally, not... not <laughs> They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, so that's all there. And so, so I, I've got to confess it. And I've been speaking these words all my life. I, I found this truth out years ago, years ago, when I read Mark 11, 22 and 24. And in Mark 11, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to turn to it because I, uh, here it is, Mark 11. Well, it's where I... I, I oh, oh. Am I only on number two? <laughs> better, get a, better get a wriggle on here. But 11, Jesus, said, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. The literal translation, by the way, is have the faith of God. Uh, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, that's speaking something, saying, not praying, saying, whoever says, Mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. This is, this is what the word confession means, to say it, to speak it out. And, and honestly, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't go into all the story. We have we have got houses, we've received houses with no money and no bank account and coming off a mission field with no furniture, no, just two suitcases that we arrived and all of our goods stolen from us in the cases that were coming from uh, uh, by ship and all that gone and had absolutely nothing and within a few weeks found ourselves in a brand new home marvellously provided for because... I spoke the word faith. I actually went to the bank manager I, with no money and no, no anything. And I remember, I thought he still got his letter in my file to what he wrote to me. Dear Mr. Stevenson, it's very nice uh, to have you know, but uh, you, you must understand that if you want to get money, you have to have money. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, we'd love to help you, but unfortunately our banking rules don't. He was very nice about it. Very nice. In fact, I said to him, I said, look, Mr. Davis, if I promise that I'll have a thousand pound in this account within five days, could you just, because I've got to go and see the building society man at two o'clock this afternoon with a deposit to put on a house. No, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Stevenson, we can't. I went to see the building society man at two o'clock, still with no money, still with no money. And he starts taking my particulars down and, and, uh, and I'm thinking, when's he going to get to the bit about, you know, where's your pocket? Where's your money? And he never did. And so I thought, well, I'd better ask him. <laughs> I said, what about the He said, don't worry about that just now, Mr. Stevenson. You'll need money for removing. I didn't even have any furniture to remove. <laughs> you know, removing and all this. I went home to Margaret. I said, we've got a loan for this house with no money. But that night, somebody rang me and said, I've heard you get a house, I want to give you £500. 
And they get another pastor who I'd been preaching for some weeks earlier. He'd said to me, if ever you need any money, Bob, just give us a call because uh, we've got loads of money in our church. We don't know what to do with it. (laughs) I could do with him in our church just at this present time, but we're only in a a temporary shortfall. It's going to come right. Don't panic. Jehovah Jireh, because we're doing everything right, that's why. And because our heart is right, that's why. Because we're ambitious, or we've got to have a big building, or we've got to have the, or we're full of ego. No, we're just doing what God's told us to, and that's all. And I can testify to, anyway, I won't go into all that. <laughs> won't go into all that. But, I rang him up, and he said, no problem, Bob. Yeah, look, it's not my money, I, I can't give it you, but I, you can have it. Just pay me back when you can. We actually did pay both of those loans back over a six-year period. So that money could get back in the kingdom to get used again for somebody. So it, sometimes you just need a bit of help over a home. You know, you don't have to have it, you don't have to keep it, because there is that scatters and yet increases. There is that withholds more than is meat, and it tends to poverty. And I want to tell you I'm a very rich man. But I've not just done it for houses, I've done, Done it, we've done it for cars. We've done it. I went to America to. to anyway, I can't get into that. <laughs> I can't get into that. So, point number three. I could go on for it. See what I mean about. I get sidetracked a bit, you see. Point number three. Here we go. I need to be proactive in. This is act. To be proactive in taking initiative. Now, what did I say about act? Do is to act deliberately. Move is to act spatially. Motivate is to act emotionally. Exercise is to act physically. Effort is to act resistingly. Dramatize, a bit like I am, to act theatrically. (laughs) I am a bit of a theatrical kind of... Actually, when you respond to me and you laugh, oh, I, I really milk, I milk you for all you worth. <laughs> but, but, but to be proactive is to act with initiative. And this is what I've been doing. I've, and I won't go into it. I've shared a bit already. I've been planting the seed, like I've been saying. And I could give you scriptures for all these. But I've planted this seed in good ground. And what is the good ground? An honest and a good heart. That's what Jesus said. Plant your seed in an honest and it will bring forth the hundredfold, the whatever. And then also I've been keeping the seed in me as well. Uh, uh, you know, you've got to keep some stuff. It's, it's not wrong to keep some stuff. It's not wrong to keep money. It's when you keep more than is necessary that it's wrong. And so, anyway, that, that's another story. Um, so, and, and so, what practical steps am I taking? Hallelujah. Well, I've lost 14 kg. That's once since January the 13th. That's one good step, a practical step, because any weight I can take off this joint. Hey, and have you noticed I've not even sat down, have I? Hey, I better sit down, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I better look like an invalid. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I didn't sit down. I've been standing up. And I've not had any pain. And I actually brought some extra 
age to divine healing this morning. <laughs> I thought just in case, you know. Oh, well, that man in the Bible said, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. And did Jesus say, oh, well, because you've only got unbelief, I'm not going to do anything, not on your life. He did it. It's him. His son was healed. He did it with tears. He was crying. He said, look, I believe, but will you help my unbelief? He was honest with his faith. Anyway, that's another story, but never mind. Let's keep going. By eating a healthy diet. I've just, just shared a book with a friend of mine, 800 calories a day. And, you know, if you want to lose, we'll stop eating. Well, not stop eating, but, well, you sometimes stop eating. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I come to the, fi- and, you know, I've been, and I do take a bit of medication for my pain's sake. And I have taken some this morning. But I take encouragement from, uh, where is it again? It's in 1 Timothy 5.23. Paul says, take a little wine for your stomach's sake, and your often infirmities. So, if an alternative, so I'm taking a bit of Panadol for my pain's sake and my often infirmity in my hip. But it's getting better. I'm, I, I'm going to sing a song now, now that I'm finishing. But let's just go to the last one. What, what am I going to expect? Thanks, Trev. I've got to expect some obstacles that need overcoming. In Joshua's case, it was this Jordan. You've got to go over this Jordan. Now, I don't know what your obstacle is. It might not be a river. But maybe there's obstacles you have got to overcome. So I'm not just kind of pretending this is a walk in the park. I'm not trying to pretend, oh yeah, oh it's just all roses and light and all sweetness and honey. No, maybe I have to expect some obstacles, but by the grace of God, those obstacles can be overcome. If God can part a river, a a Red Sea, and, and a million or so people could walk across on dry ground, and if you could pull water of Jericho down that were, that were so thick you could drive three buses across the top of them. If you can do that, in fact, they built houses inside of them. There was a lady called Rahab the harlot who had a house with a window on the side of the wall and got let down. And so there's conflicts that I need conquering. There were giants in, the, in, in Joshua's land that you go and conquer. There might be giants that you've got to conquer. There are doubts that keep appearing. And this is why Brett pointed out so marvelously uh, why God had to say to him three times, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with you. You don't tell somebody to be that three times if they're already strong. You tell it to somebody who feels weak. So if you feel weak, don't worry. God's got all the strength you could ever need. Hallelujah. And, and, and an inheritance that needs possessing. Yeah, they did actually have to go in and, and, and take possession of the land like I have. I've got to go in and take possession of this healing. I've got to possess it. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to receive it. And I, I receive it by doing the word of God. Oh, I've got a thing in here about the name of Jesus. There's, there's five times Peter uses 
that when they came and they said, that man has been sick for, you know, 40 years later, forty, and he's sleeping. He says, hey, they said, oh, you are wonderful people, Peter and John. Oh, you're amazing. Oh, what did you... Hey, 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 hold on. It's not us. Or our holiness that has made this man perfect in the presence of you all. But it's in his name, through faith in his name, that has made this man with perfect soundness right now. Nothing else. Hey, don't look at us. And you, 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 think, you think, oh, I've got to have great faith. I've got to know. If you know the name of Jesus and you can receive that name and apply that name, there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, it's in his name, through faith in his name. And so, and so finally, there's a promise to succeed. And I've got a lot I could say about that, but I'm going to sing you a song. I couldn't resist singing this song. I, if I can sing it, I mean, you know I've had man flu, so I've got a bit of a croaky voice. Be of good courage. God spake unto Joshua when all the river God pointed away. Jordan uncrossable, things seemed impossible. Waters divide as they march and obey. Got any rivers? Youth are uncrossable. Got any mountains? You can't tunnel through. God specializes in things thought impossible. He can do just what no other can do. Battles to win, they would meet with their obstacles. Jericho's walls too must fall to the ground. God never fails. He stood true to his promises. Walls had to crumble as they marched around. And then God is the same. And his word is dependable. He'll make a way through the waters for you. Life's situations by him are amendable. Mountains and hills, he will part for you too. Got any rivers you think are uncrossable? Got any mountains you can't tunnel through? God specializes in things thought impossible. He can do just what no other can do. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.